The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks, including picks from the SGPN crew. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com. That's aceperhead.com. Welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. Welcome back, Degenerates. This is our last episode of 2020. I can't believe the year is almost done. It's only taken five years to get here. Uh, We're almost at our 110th episode, so wow, we are really cranking through these. I am Ryan Rich Fat Baby, and I am joined by Zach Swissbank Broner, back in New York after a nice trip to Arizona. How's it going, man? It's going good. Um... Good to see you, and yeah, definitely um, glad to be back on the East Coast. I don't know how people do it on the West Coast. I, I thought I would love the earlier tips, 5 o'clock early games in Arizona, I guess 4 o'clock if you're all the way in L.A., but it's a job. You you got to be you gotta be sitting on your couch at 5 p.m., not always easy when you're you know going on excursions in the Sedona area, so um, I'll be able to catch a full slate tonight. I'm excited for it. I get it. I feel like it's whatever you grew up with because I grew up in Arizona, so I grew up with earlier games and I'm always used to it. And I, when I lived in New York for seven and a half years, I never got used to the real late games. I'd always fall asleep before that, that's also they true. end. So that would always kind of mess me up. But yeah, I guess, and I'm on the West, or East Coast now and I, I'm still getting used to the later games. So I, I start getting a little antsy around five o'clock because I'm wondering, what am I, what, what do I do? I got to talk to, I got to sit and talk to my wife. Yeah, especially, especially in winter when it's all of a sudden pitch black at 530. Yeah. Yeah, you, you hope to have some sports on, but we got a full slate of Friday and uh, Saturday and Sunday here on the New Year's Eve weekend. So happy New Year to everybody and hope that you guys all have some fun, uh, safe fun, and uh, thanks for another great year with SPPN. Absolutely. We are going to talk about our preview all the games for New Year's Day. Right now it is December 31st at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we don't have all the lines right now for the games, but I thought it's a good opportunity for us to go through each game, talk about the teams and how they've been playing and what we like to see from this matchup. And uh, we're not really going to go forward and look at the weekend's games because that's a bit too much, uh, especially this early in the season and games like shift one way or the other so quickly. But we'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend's action, look ahead to the uh, Tuesday games, and also we're going to have Munif uh, from SGPN and uh, a big staple on the NBA Slack channel. He's going to be on to tell us about his best stats and uh, most interesting gambling trends from the early part of NBA season. That's going to be an article on sportsgamingpodcast.com as well. Also at sportsgamingpodcast.com, you can always check out Zach and I's most updated against the spread picks. Um, it's been a little rough going for us so far. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're both treading water, except you're treading water at three games under 500. I'm treading water at about 10 games under 500. So uh, it's, t- it's yeah, time. Yeah, your best bets are better. Yeah. My best bets, everybody should just stay the fuck away from. If I have a best bet, it's uh, not going to hit. Yeah, I've, I've been conservative with those. I saw you you put your picks in for tonight. I'll do that after the show. Um, yeah, de- it definitely has been a very weird year um, so far, but I think things might be starting to take a little bit more clear picture over the next couple weeks. I get, yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, we'll have more best bets. I hopefully I'm not going to make any more best bets. until I start hitting more and getting over 500 because uh, I'm just killing myself with these best bets. But, yeah, it's been a really weird year to start off with. It's hard to get a hold on a lot of these teams. I mean, when you have Milwaukee getting blown out, hitting almost no threes against the Knicks, coming back and then blowing out Miami by setting a record for the most three in one game, 
it's their largest margin of victory in their entire franchise history. I think I saw, and it was like the largest margin of defeat for Miami in like 25 years. And also I, was, I saw the Clippers it, when the Mavericks blew them out, that was their largest margin of defeat, which is really saying something because the Clippers have had a lot of really bad teams over the years. Yeah. And I, I saw a stat from, uh, I think it was Kevin Pelton or maybe Seth Partno that, this season so far has had the highest percentage of game time with a margin of over 20 points in either direction. Um, so we're seeing a lot of blowouts, a lot of, uh, you know, big leads in these games early. So hopefully that, that number comes back down to earth a little bit. We had that, we had a, a, a TNT doubleheader that we were hyped up for, and then the Bucks are up, you know, 40. Um, and then mm. somehow they lose the next night uh, in one of these yeah. same city back-to-backs that we're starting to see a lot more of on the schedule. So... Those type of schedule spots, it really does seem like, um, just from a you know situational perspective, it's you know that team stays over in the city and they come into that road game fully rested with no crowd. Um, it seems like that second game is really a bounce back spot um, for who for whoever yeah, lost that first game. So I think you're going to see a lot of one one splits here, um, so long as the teams are within you know a semblance of comp- of competition and tier level. Yeah, I agree. That's one thing I was actually going to bring up with you today. I think that's something everybody should be watching is uh, these back-to-back games with the same teams playing. I feel like we're going to get a lot of one-on-one splits. Um, Obviously, that's anecdotal right now, but uh, it's something to definitely track and um, watch as you bet. Now, before we get into our NBA picks for New Year's Day, just wanted to have a couple bits of business. I wanted to thank everybody, all the new listeners. We have a lot of new listeners, a lot of new downloads. Uh, thank you so much. We jumped from in the uh, NBA, iTunes podcast, Apple charts, whatever you want to call them. We jumped from at the beginning of December, we were at 248 of the NBA charts. Uh, we jumped all the way up to number 42. So thank you so much for everybody who's downloaded. We'll be doing pods starting next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Might grow to more. We've just got to figure out the schedule going forward. So if any of you have any suggestions, questions, etc., please hit me up at uh, the Ryan McKee on Twitter or at uh, NBA Gambling Podcast at the SGPN.com. And while we're on it, you can also, if you write a review, take a screenshot and send it to NBA Gambling SGPN.com or podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, you'll be entered to win $100 uh, starting on uh, the 11th, January 11th. I'm going to draw a name of all the people who write reviews and you'll get a hundred dollars so far we only have five entries so i you know i don't know math very well but that's pretty good odds if you're if you're looking to win a hundred bucks so uh the last day to submit those is january 8th so again write your reviews take a screenshot send them to nba gambling podcast at the sgpn.com okay so let's jump into it uh New Year's Day games. We're going to start off with the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Charlotte Hornets. Memphis Grizzlies are, are really seem to be that early snake bit team. They came into the season without Triple J. They've lost John Morant until February, it looks like. They just lost Grayson Allen. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, they started off slow, and then they have been looking good the last couple games. Uh, LaMelo finally had his first good game scoring 22 points um scary terry rosier has looked real good uh what are your first observations from uh memphis and charlotte yeah obviously uh charlotte coming in here off a really nice win at dallas uh outright win they were eight point dogs in that game so very impressive there um you know i i they can really control that game throughout yeah, too. yeah i mean yeah. mavericks looks to be really struggling yeah mavericks are struggling as well luca kind of looks like he's well we'll talk about that later but you know, you look at Memphis, this Memphis team without Ja, it's just really a, a vacuum of shot creation. You know, Dylan Brooks got up 18 shots for this team yeah. in, in their loss to Boston. That's never a good sign uh, for the efficiency level of your offense. And, you know, 22 turnovers. They're really relying on, that's a rely on slow-mo Kyle Anderson for uh, shot creation, which yeah. is never a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just, my, my first takeaway, you know, 22 turnovers for first for Memphis in that game against Boston and this Charlotte team looks like they can get out and run a little bit obviously LaMelo and, and these guards so that could be something to watch out here for uh, watch out for here you know I I think we both wanted to bring up 
some really nice moments for Desmond Bain, um, as well as John Conchar, um, two got two you know NBA draft Twitter beloved guys um, coming off the bench in Memphis. So um, those might be guys to watch out for, maybe a sneaky DFS play or something like that um, in this matchup. I, I would say you know Charlotte's probably going to be what five or six points favored here. Um, That's what I yeah I predicted five and a half points uh, Charlotte. Okay, uh, to be. I'm I'm guessing so yep. it'll probably be right around there. Um, yeah, thank you for bringing up Desmond Bain and he scored when uh, after Grayson Allen went out, he came in, played a lot of minutes, scored uh, 16 points, went seven and 11 shooting against the Mavericks, had three trip. Oh, I'm sorry, not a mess of Mavericks. Um, Who they play last Boston. game? Boston. I'm already Boston. Boston. Sorry, uh, to go with three triples, four rebounds, two steals in 32 minutes now um he's a little bit of older of a draft pick he was a senior 22 years old so he's a year older than john morant which seems kind of weird uh came out of tcu fell you know a lot of people were talking about him he as a potential lottery pick but i fell all the way to 30 it was a great pickup by the grizzlies looks like because he looks good early on um with jaw out he's at 80 to 1 odds for rookie of the year could he be like a malcolm brogdon style pick a, you know pick for rookie of the year right now yeah i mean i think what what the upside for him is you know obviously uh that jaw injury looked absolutely terrible at the time very glad that the diagnosis was not as bad as it looked um you know he's still gonna miss i think four to five weeks it was but that looked like it could have been a, a, se- a season ender um so yeah. but yeah desmond bain and he what i like about him is at that 80 to 1 price if he really stands out here in these next few weeks um He'll have a good chance to stay in the rotation um, even when Ja comes back like cause, because yeah. he has that combo ability. Not only can he give you some a little, bit, a little bit of punch on the ball, but also he was heralded as one of the best catch-and-shoot guys in this draft. So he's a guy who could, you know, put up some good assist numbers and continue to play well on the ball with Ja out. And then when Ja comes back, continue to get, you know, a lot of, you know, catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities, maybe a little bit more uh, better matchups and stuff like that. So, yeah, 80-1, to 1, maybe worth a dart throw here. Um, you know, th- Yeah, I went over to my bookie and put $2 on it. There you go. To win 160 <laughs> So, why not, right? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's one less Diet Pepsi to drink, um, and, yeah. and that, that's definitely <laughs> worth it. Um, but, yeah, this is, I, these are two teams are actually sneaky fun to watch, I think. Um, you know, I definitely use. I don't know. I, the Memphis have not been fun to watch for me yet, but I will say that I've been pleasantly surprised by the Hornets. I mean, you picked the Hornets to uh, make the playoffs at plus three fifty odds, and uh, I got to say, I thought that that was a bad pick. The first two games, I overreacted. They've looked great the last two games. Yeah, and I, what I like about them is they have a ton of options. I mean, they they won that game in Dallas. I think Gordon Hayward only had eleven points in that game, um, and he and you know you had Lamelo kind of coming out of his shell. Um, yeah, I think this is definitely an a interesting spot. You know, I feel like the wheels could come off for Memphis a little bit. I mean, we were talking all summer about how, or all offseason, about how Memphis was a team that could potentially be a team that might want to tank a little bit here when everyone in the West is trying to make the playoffs. This jaw injury, you know, you hate to say it, but maybe is that a little bit of a blessing in disguise if they fall back to the, you know, back of the pack in the West, end up with a super yeah. high draft pick here. So, um, you know, they, they got blitzed in the beginning of that Boston game. Obviously, Boston, uh, you know, they, they came in, they, they, they played well from the jump, and that's a good team. So you'd expect Memphis to lose there. But I, I, I think Charlotte, this might be some blowout potential. Charlotte coming home off a nice win um, against a depleted Memphis team. And, you know, there's no one, who, there's no one who's really going to expose, uh, you know, this Charlotte team. They have Miles Bridges playing well, LaMelo playing well. Uh, they have some depth. Do you think Lamelo works his way into the starting lineup? I mean, I think it's really just a, a philosophical decision for them. Like, you know, I think all three, all three of these guards are kind of relatively even in my mind. It's really just kind of what they want to do in terms of his development process. I think um, so. It's hard to say from a from a performance perspective. I think what's nice about this is that they have these three guards and they can kind of see how the game plays out and they can close with whatever combination they want. Um, so yeah. like, you know, cl- I think closing games in that way is a little more important in starting them and they, they don't have any high end talent, but they do have a, a nice stable of like seven, eight names that are, you know, pretty solid NBA players. It's kind of what I liked about this team. Yeah. So, 
I was a little worried about them when Cody Zeller went down with a broken hand, but they haven't skipped a beat. I mean, Bismack Biombo has come in and, and PJ Washington have come in, uh, played plenty of great minutes at the, at the five. Yeah, totally. And, and they, yeah, they, they have, they have some quality depth. Um, so if, if this comes in at, you know, five, five and a half, as we said, I think I'll be on Charlotte here, um, with potential for, uh, for a lock here. I, I, I like this matchup and I think, Memphis is a team that you definitely want to keep an eye on the pulse of this team going forward because with yeah. Ja out, Jaron out, the West is crazy competitive. They're already one and three. Um, you know, how motivated is this team going to be to, you know, push for the back end of the playoffs when you're looking at a, a, what's supposed to be a really good draft and a, a young team that definitely is still missing some pieces. So um, yeah. definitely going to want to keep an eye on how this goes for Memphis in the next couple of weeks. And now for a word from our presenting sponsor, and we'll be right back. You want to bet all these games that we're talking about? You can go over to mybookie.ag. They have all the best lines in the industry, especially for NBA. I mean, they're always on top of it with plenty of player props, great lines, over-unders, and hit up all the futures, MVP, Rookie of the Year. You can bet them all over at mybookie. Now, if you want to make sure you have a 100% deposit match when you sign up at mybookie.ag be sure to use promo code sgp again that's promo code sgp when you're betting in the new year 2021 you're going to want to bet with the best bet with mybookie.ag last couple things before we get uh, move on to the next game lamello is at plus 300 for rookie of the year uh he's no longer the favorite as he was coming into the season weissman has moved up into the favorite spot at plus 225 he looks like the most veteran of the rookies for a better you know lack of a better way of saying it i mean he seems like a real consistent uh i think he's gonna be a real great pickup for the warriors but the warriors depending on how bad they get and how much they tank um we'll see if do you like him as the favorite right now for rookie of the year um, yeah, I mean, I think for him, he has, it seems like he's, you know, just going to go ahead and average, you know, what, 15 and 10 this entire year, something around, around those parts. So the counting stats will be there. Uh, definitely seems that there's a lot of momentum, um, for Tyrese Halliburton right now. Um, he's yep. playing really, I like him at 11 to one, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it might be getting a little bit out of hand because I feel like at the end of the year, we're going to look back and we're going to forget that he's had these nice moments and wins for them and that it's like, Okay, if he only averages, you know, nine and six or whatever he's averaging at the moment, That's it's going to be tough. Um, and Wiseman will. O- but I think the Kings are going to have to make a decision if they want to start, like maybe three guards, maybe yeah. they have injuries or whatnot. Like they're going to have to make a decision with him. Yeah, and Tyrese Halliburton is that classic guy that NBA Twitter is going to like more than like the national media because he's like an intellectual. That's true. He's an intellectual player. He's a cute player. Uh, he's really good. Definitely really impressive. And I like the th- yeah. I like the th- the Kings have been more fun to watch than I expected. Yeah, and I like the theory of the backcourt as a long term fit between Halley and 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 De'Aaron Fox. You know, mm-hmm. Halley can really shoot it off ball, continue to make plays. You know, after that first kickout, because De'Aaron Fox is obviously attacks the rim at will. So, you know, he looks good. I think yeah, Wiseman probably is going to be the guy who is tough to beat, just because as long as he's healthy, he's going to be putting up double doubles. 20 point games and it seems like they're on national TV like every night and he'll have a couple highlights every game. He had a sick uh, block and dunk one on one on one uh, transition with a huge finish that made the rounds. You know, he'll have those moments all year. So um, yeah, he's the right. right. He's going to be a double double machine. And yeah, if I had to put my money on one player right now, I would throw it down on Weissman. Yep. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we'll go through these next games a little quicker. But first, got to talk about the Miami Heat versus Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks really are struggling uh, as Luka looks out of shape, uh, has admitted to as such, hasn't found his rhythm yet. Um, so they've been struggling. And I was going to ask you, who do you think is the best, the second best offensive player on the Mavericks right now? Would it be Jalen Brunson or Tim Hardaway Jr.? Is that possible? Yeah, and they they're, they're struggling. I mean, you you and they're both struggling. Yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, this just yeah, it, it, it's a it's a. I mean, you could say Josh Richardson, but I think he hasn't found his groove yet. Either. I think he's Josh Richardson, probably the best defensive player on this team, but I don't know about offense yet. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of I think things will come around for them. I mean, you have Luka Doncic shooting nine percent from three right now. Um, yeah, and 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 so 
they're they're a team that I obviously have faith in Rick Carlisle to turn around. But yeah, like you said, you know, after Luca, without without KP to really be that second star, there's really no buffer between the drop off to you know their supporting cast. And I think that was yeah. what I was a little bit confused about with this with all the offseason hype about Dallas. I mean, Luca's good, but and and no, Luca's phenomenal. He, I think he's a top five player. But, you know, the supporting cast is not up to par with the rest of these contenders in the West. You know, you look at a Utah or a Denver or a or a, even a Portland or, or a Phoenix. All those teams, names two through six are, you know, more impressive. A lot deeper. Especially without yeah. KP. So I, I don't I don't know if Luca's ready to carry this team in the way that people thought he might, especially coming off the bubble. He's also not playing well enough to do that. So we don't really know yet. Yeah, I think that the... Luca hype turned into Mavericks hype in the national media, and that shouldn't have happened. Um, which is why I think both of us took the under on their total yeah, yeah. Uh, because of that. So I think that there's still like, I, th- I think there'll still be a playoff team once KP comes back and they get right, but probably more at the back end rather than in the middle, uh, which was some people were projecting them at. Uh, I don't like Luca at uh, plus two fifty for MVP right now. That it seemed to have put a huge target on him and he's kind of buckling under the pressure right now. I don't know if it's that or if it's just, he really is had did nothing over the two months he was off because he just seems really out of shape right now. Uh, if I had to put money on anybody right now, I'd probably put uh, nine to one. We've got uh, Kevin Durant. He's moved up from 12 to one from uh, preseason. Yeah. I like that. KD looks phenomenal. Um, so that, that could be worth a look. Definitely not Luca. Definitely not good value at that price. I mean, I have a hard time saying that water won't find its level with Luca. You know, obviously he's averaging 23, six and six to start the year. Um, you know, I think he's better than that. I think he's, he's obviously still, he's still a 28, eight and eight. He's a LeBron in my mind. Um, but yeah, he's struggling right now. They, they really need KP back because his ability to space the floor, uh, just makes them so much better because he can drag out a big man defender, you know, two, three steps behind the three-point line and be a bona fide threat to knock that down um, off the pick and pop. And that'll, that'll make Luca so much better once he's back. Um, so yeah. I, I think I think they'll be okay. But like you said, they might be a team that that, that they're obviously stumbling right now. Um, I think they could be a, they could kind of be similar to last year, uh, which is interesting, you know, sneak in the back end of the playoffs, but still be that team that nobody wants to play because they're getting hot at the right time and they have Luca who is a bona fide stud, especially we've seen it in the playoffs already. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Miami Heat versus Dallas Mavericks, uh, tomorrow we've got the the Heat are coming in two and two straight up and against the spread. Mavericks are coming in one and three straight up and against the spread. Uh, the Heat really bounced back from just an absolute drubbing from the Bucks, and were able to beat the Bucks without Jimmy Butler, which we both picked the Bucks, so that surprised us both. Hero and Dragic were just playing lights out. Tyler Hero with 15 boards last night, just doing all the work. So uh, credit to Tyler Hero for stepping up his game with Butler out. Butler might be back, and I think if he is, I'm definitely going with the Heat no matter what the line is. Uh, if he's not back, I have to see the line first. Yeah, and yeah, definitely want to monitor that uh, going forward in this game. I actually think I will probably be looking at Dallas here. Uh, like you said, you know, the Heat had that huge bounce back uh, against Milwaukee, but um, Dallas also, you know, this is their second game at home, so they haven't they slept in their own beds uh, for a, a week now, and um, just coming off that bad loss against Charlotte, um, I expect a bounce back effort from Dallas here. Um, at home, I think people are going to want to jump on and fade this team after the early season struggles. Um, so I like Dallas here uh, just as, you know, a kind of things are never as good or as bad as they seem type of deal. But um interested to see this line. I think Miami will be, you know, this this will be close to a pick em, I think. At, at, I think that will be close to a pick yeah. Whether if Butler's back, it might be a slight edge to the heat. But you're right. I think it's a pick em. Yeah. Um, And I think it's a toss-up on who you pick. And now for another quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. This week, Sports Gambling Podcast is doing a special listener-only contest for the NFL. 
$3 entry and the winner not only gets the cash but also a free entry into the FFPC challenge worth $200. Find the game in Thrive Fantasy Lobby and use promo code SGP, that's capital SGP, to join. Now with Thrive, you can eliminate all the countless hours of research and you focus only on the top tier athletes. And it's fun no matter what sport you're playing, NFL, NBA, NHL is coming soon. All you have to do is pick 10 out of 20 available player props. You get points for each player prop based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and then share your part of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes every week. So use promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on App Store or Play Store or by visiting the website thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget to use promo code SGP. So moving on to Boston Celtics versus Detroit Pistons. Pistons might be the worst team in the league right now. Along with being that Chicago beat the Wizards, um, I'm going to go with Pistons as the worst team right now. Uh, Boston uh, is three and two straight up and against the spread right now. The Pistons zero and four straight up, one and three against the spread. I'm thinking the line will be somewhere around uh, Celtics minus seven or something like that in Detroit because Blake Griffin is also in concussion protocol right now. Took an elbow from uh, Weissman in the last game. Um, and outside, I feel like the we talked about this before, Boston having some trouble with some shot creation. Um, but overall, they're getting the job done in a lot of these games. Yeah, they, you know, they're still three and two, despite it kind of feels like people, myself included, people were kind of down on their start to the season. Yep. Um, you know, to be three and two is impressive. Definitely, you know, I think we talked about this last show as well. This rotation is kind of thin. Like Peyton Pritchard is all, all of a sudden like a key player for them off the bench without Kemba. He looks good though, so definitely shout out to him. He's definitely NBA ready. Well, he's kind of the sharpshooter they needed to come in right now. Yeah, and he's a he's he's a beast. He's a total dog on defense. I I I just remember I remember one play from the last Pacers game. He airballed a three, sprinted back on defense, came out of nowhere, poked the ball loose in transition. So ultimate hustle play then a nice assist to Marcus Smart so that was kind of a nice play just want to shout out to him but you know I actually kind of like uh so also for the Pistons here Killian Hayes is questionable for this game as well um mm-hmm. I kind of like it the Pistons you might they, they'll be better without Killian Hayes um you know this guy has been absolutely terrible uh you know as expected you know definitely mm-hmm. it's kind of been there comes in as a big project a lot of athletic talent but yeah he's going to be a project yeah and he's a total developmental project for them so that you know i i i like the philosophy behind it of of you know playing him but um you know he's shooting he's averaging five points and three assists here shooting 27 percent from the field 22 percent from three 50 percent from the line um with three also three turnovers a game he has not been good um and only played 17 minutes in that loss to Golden State. I don't know what the injury is here. I think it's an ankle. Um, yeah, right ankle sprain. So I, I doubt he goes here. And if that's the case... He probably doesn't go. And if Blake doesn't go either, though, I mean, that leaves the Pistons really thin on scoring. I mean, Jeremy Grant has been good for them. But outside of him, yes, what do you got? Yes, but I, I do think, you know, the Blake injury will be factored in the line. Whereas I think the Killian Hayes injury, actually, if that opens up more minutes for DeLon Wright and Derrick Rose... Um, that's more of like an, a true NBA level backcourt, um, or NBA level point guard to get them into these some stuff. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily have a good idea for this game. Um, and yeah, you gotta beat, you gotta beat Detroit right now. Um, they're 0 and 4 and they look like the, the whooping bag, I guess that you would say. Um, yeah. like you said, probably the worst team in the league. So definitely this is one of the worst games tomorrow. Um, but also, this could be double. I guess it could get up to double digit. Yeah, uh, points yeah, it totally in, could in Detroit if if Blake is out. Yeah, I look at I look at the the Jazz were favored by ten in OKC uh, a couple of days ago. So we're 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 no stranger to double digit favorites on the road, even at this point in the season. Um, from Boston, especially with the home court advantage, maybe not as much as it usually is. Yeah, totally. And then from uh, Boston's perspective. You know, things still coming difficult for this team, but uh, shout out to Jalen Brown. Uh, he had a career high uh, 42 points for this team. 
he just continues seven for ten from uh, three point. Yeah, he, he continues to be just lethally efficient to start this year. So he looks like he really did uh, make the most of that short and off season. Really honed his skills as an off uh, as an on ball guy. Um, and yeah, I mean he he looks phenomenal. Um, so um, he's actually outscoring t- Jason Tatum uh, twenty eight per game to. Uh, 23.6 per game. Yeah. So he's looking, uh, shooting 56% from the field, uh, shooting 44% yeah. from three. And Tatum's actually shooting well from three as well, about close to 42%. So these guys together, they look wonderful. Hopefully, um, I think that they got to have Kemba come back soon. Otherwise, there's going to be an alpha dog problem, I feel like. I, t- I would totally agree. I was about, you stole the words out of my mouth. I, I was going to say, I think if this continues, the, the next, the next kind of narrative uh, I guess of the drama in this league is going to be, is Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum? Um, that I think that that's going to be a, a, a Twitter hot take in the next couple of weeks. Not saying it's already a hot take. Yeah. People are already talking about a lot of the uh, NBA podcasts. Yeah. Okay. As are we now? <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess as are we, I think we're, we're, we're merely suggesting it. I, I still, yeah. uh, I still will stick with the status quo for now, but um, yeah, this, this will be it. I think this line could get up there, especially without Blake. Um, if, if he's in the concussion protocol, it's, it's yeah. rare for a guy to come out of it the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, we have the surprising Atlanta Hawks at 3-1 and one straight up and against the spread. And then we have the Brooklyn Nets at 3-2-1 straight up, 2-3 and three against the spread. This team played, uh, was it last night or the night before? I can't even. They played, every day is this they played each other last night, so they, they, bo- they both sleep in Brooklyn. They Both, both teams stay in New York tonight. And then they play again uh, in Brooklyn tomorrow night. Um, so this is that yes. situation we were referring to. Um, but you know the, the Hawks did cover that cover that spread, kept the game really close. Obviously, Brooklyn uh, and Kyrie Irving continues to be lethal in the fourth quarter. They escaped with a win. Um, so and the, just a crazy scoring yeah, effort from both yeah, teams, yeah. one forty one to one forty five, and that did not go into overtime. That's just straight up uh, regular minutes. Yeah, straight. Up, yeah, and and you know this perhaps some of the uh, oh Brooklyn has the best defense in the NBA um, talk was a little bit premature with the, those early season numbers. Um, I'm, I have to say, I'm, I'm, the Hawks actually lead the league in points per game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it surprised me when I was looking. I know that they've been good, but that surprised me when I read that this morning. Yeah, and I got to say, I, I, I will eat a little bit of crow with this Hawks team. I was kind of very down on them coming into this season. So we both were. Hey, we both were saying they were going to miss the playoffs. And uh, I mean, it's maybe too early for overreactions right now, but they looked a lot better than I expected. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I, and I think the, the sort of, sort of the, the theory of this team's upside is kind of becoming clear to me, and that's Clint Capella is not going to be as big of a piece for this team as expected. Um, you know, he was a, he's a nominal starter for them, but then you have Bogdanovich playing 30 minutes off the bench um, and Capella only playing 20 minutes as a starter. Obviously, John Collins was incredible in this game, 30 points, uh, 10 boards. He, he, he looks good. I don't. He looks great. Why won't the Atlanta commit to him? He feels like he and Trey Young feel like the perfect like pick and roll combo for the future, and yet they seem to keep wanting to get off of him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just like the sunk cost asset that they traded the first round pick for Clint Capella. So they're kind of clinging to the theory of the team with Capella as a, as a starting five, and then it's okay. Is John Collins good enough to guard other teams' fours? Um, Probably not, but, but they are all. Th- this team is all about offense. Yeah, exactly. Nothing about defense. So like they they should just go all in on the defense or all in on their offense because as I said, they lead the league in points per game. Yeah. Uh, while they're twenty fourth in points allowed. So yeah, their defense is going to be bad regardless. And DeAndre, I, I like this team with the with, with when you size up DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, both played play really well in this game against Brooklyn yesterday. You know, Hunter can play the four. Reddish can play the five, and, and Reddish can play the three. With John Collins at the five and Trey Young running things at, at pick and roll, um, this team is literally unstoppable. So, you know, that's make makes sense why they're leading the league in scoring. Um, what are are you buying the split the split theory here um, with this back to back? I'm buying this trip. The uh, I am buying the split theory a little bit. However, I would say I worry about Atlanta Hawks being in New York for New Year's. I'm not. I know nothing's really open. Nothing's open. But that doesn't mean they can't have a party. They'll have the. They're gonna have a bunch of groupies over or something like that. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm just throwing shit out there. Uh, I guess there are some good veterans on this team that'll probably keep the younger guys in check with 
uh, Rondo and, and Gallinari now and, and Capella. Uh, I guess he's a veteran now too. But I would say that um, I have to see what the line is. I imagine it's going to be right around uh, Nets minus five again, Nets minus five and a half, depending. Um, so I have to see what the line is, but I feel like it is a toss up. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the split theory is kind of interesting where you have the Hawks covered that game. So they did kind of like get, I mean, they got the win from a gambling perspective. So it's like, okay, now does Brooklyn go out and beat expectations after losing to them in game one? Or is it like an outright thing? Um, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, Gallo also, he had another, he had an ankle injury um, in the in the first quarter of this game. So, you know, even more credit to Atlanta for sticking around with that one of their best players. Um I think this will be an interesting effort to see what happens with Steve Nash. I think this is their first back-to-back game, right? So does he make the proper adjustments to really blow out this Hawks team? Yeah, yeah. And and, and also, you know, from the Nets angle, um, they, they, they did what we expected, and they kept Karis LeVert coming off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. They did. They started Luau Cabarro instead of Shamit. Um TLC, yeah, and he, chasing waterfalls right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, chasing waterfalls was chasing buckets, and he was one of five and minus five in twenty six minutes. So you know, w- w- with them getting the win, I don't think they make a change there. I, I like the philosophy behind keeping Karis off the bench. Uh, you know, it just allows it allows you to do. I think kind of stick much more to the way they want to play um, with KD and Kyrie kind of playing together with that starting unit and they're killing everybody when they're on the floor. Um, and then Karis has all you can eat off the bench and that they're, they're kind of taking care of with shot creation. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, if, if Kyrie, Kyrie was 10 to 27 in this game, um, but he had 17 points in the fourth quarter. So um, definitely miss, you know, Trey young, obviously tissue paper on defense. So I, I, I probably like Brooklyn here actually to, um, you know, split the covers, but then, that that would mean they cover this game, um, even though they did win the first game. I agree. I'm going to stick with Brooklyn. I think that they're just a better team right now. Uh, they're, they're 13th in points allowed, and that's even after giving up 141 points to the Hawks last game. So um, I like them to get right and uh, maybe play a little more defense uh, tomorrow. Let's go moving on. Oh, I got to ask you, did you are you like 10 years too young for that TLC reference? No, I got. I, I I kind of get it. I don't totally get it. I know the song, but I don't totally. Un, I don't understand. Is it is it a funny reference or just just to the song? No, that's just their song, <laughs> and they're called TLC. <laughs> so it's their and his. They're called Timothy Luwalu. His nickname is TLC. So there you go. Just making a reference to the uh, an old reference to the group. Or uh, maybe I should have said no scrubs. Okay, moving on. Uh, we've got uh, Chicago Bulls versus Milwaukee Bucks. Bulls surprised everyone and beat Washington last night. Um, I don't know what to think from this Washington team. We'll get to them next. But uh, I feel like this will be a, a absolute blowout for the Bucks. I, I imagine the line will be, what, Bucks minus 12 or something like that? Yeah, I, I, I wrote down 11 here, so in the same ballpark. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think... We were. I locked up the Bucks in that in that first game in Miami, and they responded with a big win. So I was happy to see that. But it did kind of illustrate, as you were saying earlier, just the the variance that three point shooting can provide. You know, the Bucks miss everything against the Knicks, and they lose outright in New York in a shocker. And then they put up one of the biggest blowouts in NBA history when they literally can't miss. Um, and then you know they. Well, I mean that was the whole idea, right? To come in and bring a bunch of shooters around Giannis. Uh, and it, when it works out, when they're hot from three, they're going to blow out anybody. But when they're cold, they can lose at the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. And and, and that, that's any team. That, that's any team. So definitely not, not not specific to the Bucks. Yeah, but they're they're pretty dependent on a three-pointer right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they've always been with, with Giannis driving and kicking out to these guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this definitely has blowout potential. Uh, Friday night, New Year's Day. I don't think you want to be in Milwaukee if you're a young Bulls team. You know, I was impressed that they kind of bounced back with that win in Washington. So they're definitely still playing hard for Billy Donovan. Obviously, it's it's way too early to be excused for lack of effort. So you know, glad to see that. Um, you know, I look at that. I look at that that Chicago Washington game, um, and they also play again tonight. So this will be a second night of back to back for Chicago um, in Milwaukee. Um, coming off coming off this Washington game, 
Kobe White. Yeah, they're going to be flying from D.C. after tonight's game yeah. to Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that, another check against them to, yeah. on a back-to-back. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Lowry marketing questionable. Um, was impressed Kobe White and Zach, and Zach Levine played better in that game against uh, Washington. Both guys were looking to distribute, so, you know, to the tune of six assists each. That's kind of what they are going to need from these two guys because they don't really have a reliable guy who creates for others both those guys are, are score first um so they do need a little bit more balance on this team um pat williams been pretty impressive uh, just in terms of storyline for this team i like him as a, as a player uh, i think he will be something in time um but yeah this this does feel like a little bit of a bucks blowout um you know one on watch that mark and an injury but um yeah this bucks team also you know given that they they do tend to force teams into tough shots and you have you have drew holiday to put on zach levine um, this could be a, sort of a nightmarish uh, matchup for the Bulls offense, and they could yeah. really struggle to score. And one final quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, Better Than Vegas is a new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. Again, all free. It's just like YouTube, but for what hashtag DGENs only care about, sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew that we're exclusively posting at betterthan.vegas. They cover all the sports as well. NFL, college football, college basketball. We got horse racing videos on there. We're going to have UFC videos on there. You can get all the picks for all the sports that you need. So make sure to follow us at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you don't miss any of our videos. So head over to betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And I got to mention our friends over at Ace Per Head. Have you ever thought about starting a sportsbook but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace is offering live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace will give you six weeks free. That's right, six weeks free. It must be Christmas. Just go to aceperhead.com. That's SGP. That's aceperhead.com. That's SGP. We've got uh, Washington Wizards versus Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Wizards are uh, 0-4, 1-3 against the spread. Surprised me. I really thought that they would come out looking better with Russell Westbrook. Uh, Timberwolves, I still think uh, they're 2-2. Two and two, and They've lost the last two games without Cat. I imagine they're still going to be without Cat for this game. Wizards on a back-to-back, as we already mentioned. They'll be playing the Bulls tonight, and then they'll have to travel from Washington to Minnesota. So... That puts them a little bit behind the eight ball there. Uh, Wizards are 22nd in points allowed, 18 in points per game. I thought the Wizards would have a lot better offense this year. Uh, are we worried about Scott Brooks being the first coach fired right now? Uh, that, that's, that's a great call. I hadn't even thought of that. I do believe it's also a contract year for him, and he was he wanted an extension of some sort. So that's definitely that. That's a great point. I, that's definitely something to monitor. I he could came see that. in as the he came in as into the season as the favorite at plus 200 to be the coach first coach fired just because he's been in Washington for what, eight years now or something like that. And yeah. he, uh, there was a lot more expectation put upon him. Whereas Dwayne Casey, he was the second favorite at plus 300, but nobody expects the Detroit to be good this year. Yeah. And, and Scott Brooks is kind of stale bread at this point in Washington. Obviously he's been there for so long. They haven't really exceeded expectations in a while. They, they stunted their growth after those couple of years with, with John Wall and Brad Beal in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad this team is 0-4. Um, obviously, with with Scott Brooks as well, um, he kind of came into this season after the Russ trade as a guy who could, you know, get the most out of Russ as like a Russ because they were together in OKC. Um, early returns on that, not so good, obviously. But I could see, I definitely could see Washington um, – getting the win against Chicago tonight and splitting that back to back in Washington mm-hmm. and then flying in and pick them too. And then, and then flying into Minnesota and getting their ass beat tomorrow. That, that definitely makes sense to me uh, with the tough travel spot, Minnesota. Um, Ricky Rubio had some explosive quotes after that loss to the Clippers. They obviously got blown out by LA, by both LA teams on back to back nights mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week. Um, so I expect a little bit of better effort from them here. Um, you know, they, 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 they've shown a, a couple things. Uh, D'Angelo Russell obviously hasn't been that good yet, but I like uh, Malik Beasley, like Anthony Edwards. Those guys are both kind of looking solid. Um, yeah, Edwards for a rookie, uh, you know, he's putting up double digits in every game as far as points go. So uh, you got to like that. But when you have Nas Reed starting at center for you, that's going to be real tough. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's it's tough until you play the Wizards. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so this will definitely. I, I think you'll see Minnesota as you know, maybe a, a two or a three or a four point favorite in this game. Um, and well, without Cat, they might be even. I mean, it might be even closer than that, especially if the Wizards are coming off of a good game tonight. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, definitely want you. Yeah, we're putting this this game will be influenced by what the Wizards do tonight. Um, you know, I, I along with that Scott Brooks point you made, I think the Bradley Beal trade rumors uh, could start to heat up a little bit because he's playing well. He continues to be on a tear as a scorer, um, but they continue to suck, so they might need to get I, maximum I, value I, for the asset. I would say you might be right, but I feel like Washington still expects to make the playoffs. At least that front office does. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone out and got Wes Rose. Oh yeah, I mean not 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 this week, not next week, but maybe you know if they if they're you know look up and they're two and thirteen or whatever, then you the, the, the you go to plan b but you know yeah they 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 they, they still have plenty of time to turn things around here so does every every single one of these teams has plenty of time to turn things around yeah agreed okay moving on we got the lakers versus the spurs lakers are three and two straight up and against the spread spurs are two and two straight up three and one against the spread the spurs have been playing better than a lot of people expected we both liked the spurs a lot coming into the season said we liked them better than memphis and they are certainly playing that way uh this team played last night uh, I liked the Spurs until I heard that LaMarcus Aldridge was out, and then I went ahead and picked the Lakers, so I'm glad I did that. If LaMarcus Aldridge is back, I definitely like the Spurs, especially if they're getting somewhere along the lines of 7.5 points like they did in this last game. Yeah, totally agree. I like I like the Spurs here. I uh, Maybe even Spurs' money line here. Um, you know, you're, with, you're in that split territory now, uh, as we continue to bring up with a lot of these situational spots. Um, you know, I first thing I see, Lakers shot fifty four percent from three um, in that game, um, win by fourteen. But you know, this is this was a a decent game. Um, um, you know, obviously the Spurs, I think, were down ten at, at the half, but you know, not blowout territory. Um, end up losing by fourteen. Going to be a nice bounce back. But obviously, um, worth mentioning, Becky Hammond, first female to uh, be a head coach in an NBA game after. Greg Popovich got yeah, fired. Yeah, I almost wonder if Pop intentionally got thrown off, so that could be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, or, 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 you know, I, I don't know. Uh, there obviously will definitely be more of a story coming out in the coming days because it's getting a lot of coverage, but definitely yep. cool to see. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, so just with, I, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for the Spurs. Uh, I continue to like this team. They are young. They're fun. Um a lot of guys playing well. DeJounte Murray, uh, he he played. He had twenty nine seven and seven. And yeah, this that was loss. a career high, a career high for him yeah. last night. And that's kind of where he's uh, has struggled in, in scoring. And he looked great last night. Yeah, and and obviously he looks healthy. So you know, just an, another guy who um, and don't want to jinx anything, but he had an ACL, and um, you know, now that we're over a year removed, uh, looks relatively unbothered. Um, and they look better playing i was wondering how they would look with lamarcus after coming off of the bubble and without lamarcus aldridge and they looked good they continue looking good with him uh as 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 that mid-range scorer and then all these young guys who are athletic and jump out of the arena look great um so yeah i think aldridge is really a big piece to beating the lakers he has to come back yeah and um so he yeah so he has a knee injury i guess uh sore left knee um, but Aldridge seems like, seems like they just sat him because of it's a back to back. Yeah. And, and so r- report is that he has, he has a good chance to play, uh, tomorrow night. So, um, all indications will be full go there. So I like the Spurs here as a home dog. Um, and this, this could be locked territory. Not that I, I I'm sure San Antonio's nightlife is not good compared to New York, but I do <laughs> know that I'm sure LeBron will have some sort of, uh, you know, it was LeBron's birthday. Um, I believe I saw yesterday or the day before. Yeah, 36 years old yesterday. So you know that with this Lakers Kumbaya team, you know, they're the quote-unquote closest team in the NBA. They will have some big New Year's party, LeBron birthday party on this off day. Um, I think, not to predict, but I think you could see a little bit of a Taco Tuesday effect um, in play here in this San Antonio spot. Agreed, because there's a lot of great tacos in San Antonio, yes. also. So I mean, that could <laughs> Taco be a Thursday. factor. So we could have a a, a a a slow LeBron after a bunch of tacos for his 36th birthday. Also, crazy LeBron stat: his uh, thousandth game in a row with uh, double digit points. 
He's the first player in history to do that. That's, that, that. That's just... I mean, the longevity this guy has produced just... It's unfathomable um, that he's that he's doing this at this age and he's been doing it for this long. Um, you know, I'm not... Looks so great after the shortened offseason, too. Yeah, it's just... Re- a lot of people expected him to come in lethargic, maybe not playing that much. He's playing his full load of minutes and looks great. Yeah, and, and just... and. He looks amazing for all the talk about, you know, NBA players, whatever, not taking care of their bodies with, with the James Harden picks that went viral. I mean, there are every, <laughs> pretty much every single superstar, like put their body in peak physical shape and just looks good. Um, maybe not Luca, uh, I guess, but not, you Luka, know, I, not Harden, but I just, I, I just looked at Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, KD and LeBron as guys that, you know, maybe, maybe weren't ready for a quick start to the season and they all just, put in so much work clearly on their bodies and look great. Well, so credit to them. Speaking of speaking of great superstar bodies, moving on to the Phoenix Suns versus Denver Nuggets. Your boy uh, Jokic looks absolutely great, looks skinny, and has just been playing like a true MVP right now. Had 18 assists the other night. That's a career high. Just lighten up this, uh, the stat sheet across the board. They ended up losing to Sacramento, but that was seemed like a schedule loss. They had trouble with the flight or something like that where they were sitting on the, the runway for a long time, and then Jamal Murray ended up sitting out. So um, I feel like they are going to bounce back against the Suns because the Suns are playing tonight in Utah and then they have to travel back to back to Denver. So that's two high altitude games in a row. Feels like a schedule loss for the Suns here. Yeah, I was just going to say the, the dreaded mountain back to back early in the year. I def, I mean, you not, not, no reporting yet, but I could definitely see uh, a Chris Paul, uh, you know, scheduled rest here. Maybe even the other guys as well. I, I think... This is a really, really good spot for Denver. Um, you know, tough loss to Sacramento. They get they got Michael Porter Jr. going. Um, so they're looks great. What thirty points he yeah, scored 30, against Sacramento? Thirty points. You know, super efficient. Got off seven threes. Also ten rebounds. Um, Monte Morris also played really well uh, in in, yeah. in replacing of Jamal Murray. Obviously, they just you know they gave that game away in, in the fourth quarter, um, losing the fourth quarter by fourteen points. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think this is a good bounce back spot for Denver. I mean, obviously it's going to be baked into the line, so you never you never want to get too far ahead of your skis there. But um, I think yeah, definitely, if Chris Paul ends up sitting, that line could go high. Yeah, it definitely could go high. Um, so definitely want to monitor. I mean, I I, I can't the, with the Suns already, uh, you know, succeeding to start this year. You're not going to want to push that hard, especially if they get this win in Utah tonight. Super excited to watch that game late game uh, Thursday night. Um, yeah. So right now it looks like Utah is flavored by three and a half. So I imagine the line will be similar for Denver unless Chris Paul sits and then it could get up to what? Minus five, minus six for Denver. Yeah. Five, six. Definitely. Um, so yeah, early lean Denver, but, uh, you, there will definitely be some names on the injury report. And, you know, you also want to monitor Jamal Murray for the nuggets. Um, uh, you know, I, I did want that, that shouldn't take away how good the Suns are playing. Oh, totally. I mean, they are uh, first in the league uh, of uh, giving up in points allowed, and but they're twenty third in the league in points per game, which is surprising. I think a lot of people expected the Suns team just to be an offensive juggernaut, maybe struggle on defense, but they've actually been best on defense. Uh, all their games have gone under the projected score so far, so keep that in mind if you're starting to bet Suns over unders. Um, but yeah, I, I I love how uh, I've watched every game. Obviously, Cam Johnson looks like he's taken a jump, uh, and you know Jalen Smith has been banged up, but uh, he looked okay in the first couple of games. Uh, Chris Paul had looked good, very solid, but not great, which makes me feel good. He, I feel like Chris Paul has another level to jump to as well. What What are your thoughts on a little bit of a slow start for Devin Booker here? I think I I think that. Monty Williams got it in his ear last year about being trying to be more of a team player, maybe not put up as many stats, pass more. He seems to be kind of carrying that over into this season. I do expect him to heat up a little more. I think it's just still early in the season. A lot of new pieces there still. Yeah, totally. And and as the holdover star, I, I respect that he might be feeling, you know, it's on me to let other guys get, get their footing at first and he'll find his own way. So definitely, if that is the case, uh, credit to him. He He does seem like a guy who really wants to win and wants to win in Phoenix. Um, so 
good good early returns on leadership uh, between him and, and CP3 and how well this team's defending, and they seem to be playing harmoniously right now. Yep. All right, we got two games left. Next up, we have the LA Clippers versus Utah Jazz. Obviously, the Jazz, we just mentioned them because they're on a back-to-back as well, but at least they'll be at home. They play the Suns tonight, which will be a tough game for them. Uh, Clippers coming in at 4-1 to one straight up and against the spread. The only game they lost was like when they got totally blown out uh, by the Mavericks, but that was with Kawhi sitting. Uh, Kawhi came back last night. What a crazy mask he had on. It looked like a Hannibal Lecter kind of mask because he had gotten... Uh, banged in the mouth. Um, Utah Jazz two and one right now, straight up one and two against the spread. I'm liking the Clippers. Depending on what the line is, I'm liking the Clippers here since the Jazz are on a back to back. Yeah, it could be. Um, definitely a weird, uh, a weird, you know, game for Utah and OKC. There was much to be made about how it was kind of like the anniversary of the NBA getting shut down because remember this yeah. this was the matchup where Rudy Gobert tested positive back in March. Um, which yeah, people just call it the Gobert game now. Which yeah, it's crazy that that's he that's what he's like strapped with now. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily undeservedly so after the snafu with him touching the microphones, which does True. like you said earlier seem like it was absolutely ages ago. Um, so yeah, definitely a weak effort from them. They were favored by ten. I think we both liked Utah to you know lay lay, lay some lumber there, and they barely escape with a win in OKC, and that that's coming off a home loss to Minnesota. Um, yeah, I'm wondering about the. I thought that the Jazz looked so good against the Trailblazers in that first game that they gave me hope. Now the Trailblazers haven't looked as good as I thought they were going to be. So maybe I was overrating how good of a win that was. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it was still a good win. Um, but yeah, definitely, there's always that issue in the early season with transitive property. You know, this team beat this team. Okay, that means this team's good. But yeah. what if that team was bad? The other team that was bad. Um, you know. Excited to see this game against the Suns tonight. I expect the Clippers to, uh, uh, the Jazz to win at least one of these. Um, so, yeah. you know, you, I, I want to see what happens tonight. Um, if they get a win, yeah. if they get a win, I will probably take the Clippers, and if they lose, I'll probably take the Jazz. Um, but you know, this this will also be a great game. So, um, looking forward to watching this. This is probably one of yeah. the premium games on the uh, Friday slate. Yeah, that'll be my New Year's Eve tonight is watching the Suns versus the Jazz, which sounds like a very sad New Year's Eve, but I'm excited about it. My wife, probably not so much. DJ's only New Year's Eve. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, final game. We just mentioned them, Portland Trailblazers versus the Golden State Warriors. Both teams two and two straight up to start the season. Definitely much different two and twos, though, when you you look at who they've played. Uh, Trailblazers one and three against the spread. Uh, Warriors one and three against the spread. Two, Steve Kerr said he's hopeful that Draymond Green will be available for this game. So I like that with the Warriors being at home. Um, But man, it's hard to take the Warriors against anybody right now. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see what this line looks like because, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at this game on the ESPN preview just to get the injury report, and they have they have Golden State as the favorite in this game, um, with a 54% chance to win. That's based on ESPN stats and info. So, by that logic, Golden State's going to be favored here. Um, I don't it know. Surprises, I, yeah. I, I guess maybe because they're a public team, it makes sense. Yeah, and and also you know it's how much do you move off your prior? Because I think coming into this year, you would probably have Golden State maybe a two or three point favorite at home against Portland. Um, with Draymond, with Draymond, yeah. but they've looked bad. Um, really excited to see Draymond back out there because, with how bad this Golden State team looks, and obviously credit to them, they they kind of got going against bad bad competition. But Andrew Wiggins finally broke out. Kelly Oubre started to finally look a little bit more comfortable. Um, but you know, the all the only card they have left to play without making an, an, a trade is Draymond, right? That's the only like logical improvement for this yep. team in the short term. So you know. The results are going to have to be there now if he's on the floor. Um, his passing and his offensive, you know, unselfishness and basketball IQ will definitely be vital for this team. I think uh, just to give them give them another guy who has experienced the highs of playing with Steph Curry and how to you know make your offense your offensive engine really run around Steph. These other guys are kind yeah. of getting used to that. So hopefully Steph will play a little better with Draymond back. Um, I kind of might. I kind of like the Warriors, or maybe I, I think that this line is very hard to predict, and that will kind of determine which way I go. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Trailblazers right now, just because with Draymond, yes, with Draymond coming back, I think that the Warriors will get better. But it is his first game back. Uh, I imagine 
you know, they've looked so rusty coming into the season to add another piece as big as Draymond, you know, might throw off whatever continuity they have built up over the last four games. Um, also, I feel like Weissman is really going to have, this is probably the hardest defensive matchup he's had to do against Nurkic uh, so far in the league. So they've really relied on him as a rookie for scoring uh, their second best score to, to Steph right now, I believe. Right. So um could be interesting with with Nurkic shutting Weissman down. Yeah, definitely, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. like I think it's gonna be very fun to watch this team with Draymond Green just to see how much he raises their level. Can does James Wiseman play well with Draymond Green on the floor? Um, you know that's another guy who can't shoot the three, so the spacing is gonna be even more cramped. Even though obviously Draymond um has been dealing with that in the past and he knows how to you know get away with it. So um yeah, I definitely think this team needs just consistent improvement from. Guys like Kelly Oubre, Eric Pascal, um, I guess Damian Lee is now kind of their 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 next best option as a guard so far. So, you know, he hit that game winner the other night. Yeah. So, so similar to that, da- similar to Dallas with Luka Doncic trying to carry you know a wild bunch on his back. Um, mm-hmm. These these like two through six or seven supporting cast names um, need to up their level, and that obviously starts with Draymond Green getting back. Similar to how it starts with Kristaps Porzingis getting back for the Dallas Mavericks. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm uh, early leaning on Blazers, early you're leaning on Warriors. I think I'm going to, I'll pick this game, but I am not going to bet this game, I don't think. So uh, we are coming up on an hour, so we should get out of here. Everybody have a safe New Year's Eve tonight. Zach, you have any big plans? Um, Probably get into a little bit of outdoor dining, maybe in New York. Uh, stuff shuts down around 10, so then, you know, watch the ball drop somewhere. So, um Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, it's a fun night, but don't know yet. Coming off a red eye, going to take a nap and then get in these uh, these games tonight. Uh, and looking forward to the college football playoff tomorrow as well. Absolutely. Huge New Year's Day with cause uh, football playoffs and a full slate of NBA games. So that's exciting. Follow Zach on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Follow me on Twitter the at the Ryan McKee. Please subscribe, rate, and review NBA Gambling Podcast. Send me the screenshot at NBA Gambling Podcast at the SGPN.com to win to enter to win hundred dollars for free. Uh, we'll be back next week. Enjoy your New Year's Day. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.